to give you know local brands, local artists, local charities really a place to um, come downtown to showcase what they're doing, to showcase their product. a lifestyle magazine and podcast bringing you the best of what Detroit has to offer. My name is Katie Kennedy and I am the editor of the magazine and today's podcast host bringing you our very first editor's pick episode. Today we're recording from the Albert and Capitol Park and I'm sitting here with Carly Goltowski, founder and neighbor-in-chief of Good Neighbor. Carly, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thanks for having me. This is a lovely spot. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you love it. This is one of my absolute favorite properties in our portfolio. So um, I want to say thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be kicking off the Editor's Pick series with you. Yay! This is such an exciting endeavor for me as the editor of the magazine, and there's no better way to start the series off than with a total boss babe doing some amazing things in the world of retail in Detroit. So... Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is my very first podcast, so just getting the feel of it right now. We'll we'll get through it together. It's going to be great. Um, So I remember when Good Neighbor opened, and I was immediately obsessed with the name because it implied so much more than just a retail store. So I'd love to hear the story of how Good Neighbor came to be. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that you picked up on that just from the name. Um, Yeah. You know, I really wanted a retail store that stood for something um, and being able to use my career in retail um, to be a good neighbor and to reach out to the community. So that's kind of where it came from, just throwing around ideas um, to convey the message of good quality um, products and brands, um, but also, you know, to really talk about um, what we want to do as a brand on a, on a larger scale. Um, so the name really encompasses both of those things. You know, it's, it's cool, it's good product. Um, we have, you know, independent makers, small brands, but everything's super, super good quality, good clothes. Um, so that was that was the good part. And then the neighbor part really just kind of being there for the community um, and helping in any way that we can and kind of building that side of the business as well. So the name, um, it took a while to come up with a name that really like stuck and meant something. And then once uh, me and my brother actually were going back and forth and he said good neighbor. Um, so once once we got to that point, there was no turning back. Um, and also a lot of the brands uh, do have a greater mission. So they're made sustainably, they're made locally, they're made um, by independent makers. Um, some are, you know, bigger national brands that are, all, are also um, doing bigger and better things for the world, you know, to make to make really the world a better place and the communities around them as well. I love that so much. And I feel like you answered so many of the questions that I have. And so I'm really looking forward to kind of digging deep on some of those answers. Um, so something you talk about is activating your space for the community. And I follow you guys on Instagram and you're always doing such incredible, unique events. I actually saw that um, you guys are recently doing like an ear piercing party (laughs) with a local jewelry maker, which my girlfriends and I are so excited about. So, I mean, you have so many fun ideas. Like how do you decide how to activate your store for the community? Yeah, so there's a few things going on here. 
we're, we're doing a lot of it to really drive business and to drive foot traffic and to get our name out there. Um, so that, you know, that's why we, we're, we're constantly thinking of events or people to host or brands to host or trunk shows or pop-ups. Um, one, to bring foot traffic and to make things interesting for uh, the customer, but also to give, you know, local brands, local artists, um, local charities, really a place to um, come downtown to showcase what they're doing, to showcase their product, um, and talk about what they're doing without having to kind of go out of their way to secure a retail location or anything like that. It's just an easier way um, to really reach different customers um, and be downtown. That is amazing. I love that you're helping kind of bridge that gap between the local um, entrepreneurs and to the community. Um, and Detroit is on such an incredible trajectory, and everyone here is loving being a part of the movement, and I feel like you're very much a part of what's going on here in the city. Um, and retail, I think, is something that's kind of new here. I mean, it was huge a long time ago and now is kind of um, making that resurgence. So what makes Detroit a unique or a challenging market for retail and, and what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely unique and challenging, both of those things. Um, I'm really interested in, you know, the retail businesses that have been here for so long. I mean, there's businesses that have been downtown, that have been um, in the surrounding neighborhoods, that have been here for a, a long time, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Um, we have Hot Sam's right down the street. We have Spectacles right down the street. So there's there's some independent retail that's been here for a while. Um, so that really interests me in, in being able to direct um, traffic from my store to those places. Um, and to really have this new crowd in Detroit understand that there's there is there is some retail and there's retail that has been here, but also um, retail like Good Neighbor really isn't around, especially downtown. Yeah. Um, most importantly, downtown, and I think it's important for any city to have an array of all businesses: independent retail, big box retail, you know, dive bars, fancy restaurants, burger joints, like kind of across the board for any city. You think about Chicago and New York and L.A. and, you know, cities all over the world. It's about that mix, and that's what makes a city a city, really. Um, so to be able to be downtown and and have a store like Good Neighbor, which really is kind of on its own in its space right now with men's and women's apparel and the price point we're at, um, it's amazing. It's I have to sit back and think about it sometimes because we are in a major U.S. city. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, the rebuilding of the retail in the city is going to take a while um, just from, you know, a perspective of foot traffic and building um, your customers because the population downtown isn't where we need it to be just yet. Um, so it really is. It's unique in that way that we're kind of one of a kind right now really ready and welcoming more and more retail um, in the space, but also a challenge because of the lack of permanent residence. Um, yeah, so unique and challenging is is a great way to describe it. Well, I think retail is such an, and you briefly spoke on this, but retail is such an important component of a city's growth. When you look at Detroit and you compare it to a Chicago or a New York, you, know, you have to have a little bit of everything. And I think retail is is new to Detroit again and so it's really exciting to see that 
Yeah. Yes. It's, it's great. Um, and there's, there's a couple of young people like bringing it and working hard for it. And it's, it's a hard business to be in. It's a lot of schlepping. It's a lot of (laughs) being you're dirty and you're tired. Um, it's a lot of physical work and also super emotional because, you know, you're the only one, you're the owner of the business. Um, thankfully I have my husband that helps me to no end on all of this. Hobbies um, are great. Aren't yeah, they? <laughs> yeah. I would probably have died if it wasn't for him. Um, he did bring me my lunch today, oh so my that gosh. was nice. But what a guy. yeah, it's 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 a great time to be here. Um, I just feel like, especially for Good Neighbor and my aesthetic and my taste, like I can go out to pretty much any brand at this point that I want to bring in, and I kind of have free reign. Um, because there isn't a ton of competition right now. You know, I carry Levi's, which, you know, in any other city might not have been the case. And it's it's my best selling brand. Um, so really being able to bring those well-known brands downtown, but also smaller brands, independent jewelry designers, um, you know, people who are doing the sustainable, the ethical all of that and really introducing them to the Midwest. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the bigger idea of it. You know, you have East coast and West coast that get all the cool stuff. And I love going to both coasts. But, but what about the Midwest? Exactly. We're no, cool I too. I love that. Yeah, we're cool too. No, I love that you're bringing a little bit of everything. So let's talk a little bit about fast fashion because I think there's a lot of buzz around it um, and it being unethical and not sustainable. So do you want to kind of briefly tell people what fast fashion is and yeah. how it differs from what you're doing? Yes, definitely. Um, first of all, I want to preface, I'm I'm no expert. Uh, we're working toward, I'm working towards that. I'm working towards that with my staff just to really understand this very gray area of fast fashion and slow fashion and what's ethical and um, what's sustainable. It's all still very, very new to the entire industry. And I think everyone right now is trying to adapt the big guys, the little guys, anyone new. Um, So they're really trying to adapt to be more conscious about how they're doing things. You know, fast fashion is the very, very cheap wear it once or twice, the Forever 21s, um, the H&Ms, things like that, where you're going to wear it once or twice. It's going to not wash well. It's going to pill. It's going to get holes. It's going to fall apart. Um, Pretty much anything that actually costs cheap, the retail of the item is cheap, is going to be fast fashion. You know, things are cheap for a reason. Right. You know, someone wasn't paid to make that what they should have been paid. So if it if it sounds too good to be true, it, it is. Things are cheap for a reason. And that goes with everything. That goes with fast food. It goes with everything that's cheap that comes off as, oh, well, this was only $10. Well, there's a reason it was only $10. Right. Um, so what are some of the brands in your store that are sustainable, ethical? Can you list off some that yeah. you're super proud to yes. have? Yes, definitely. And we're, I'm always finding more I have to kind of hold back. But, <laughs> you know, it, we have we definitely have a mix. Um, we have a mix of brands that um, are mission-based. So they're giving proceeds back to organizations they care about and care for. Um, one is called Goodman Brand. It was actually started by Russell Wilson, in, um, who is a professional football player, um, and his, his group of founders. So they give back um, to a charity that he has founded. They make product that is like quality, and the fabric is great. Um, so Goodman is one. La Casa is a brand out of L.A. It's produced in L.A., designed in L.A., and it actually means the cause in Spanish. 
producing sustainably really is just a less wasteful way of doing things. Yeah, I mean, we're, we have, we have, Able uh, is based out of Nashville and they do jewelry and leather goods and denim and all of the leather is produced um, by women in third world, third world countries, you know, in need of jobs, in need of training. Um, they are paired fit paid fair wages they're very transparent about what they do in the working environment so it's really supporting those brands that are going out there and and doing the big thing and they're they're paying people sustainably they're being transparent about their factories um, another brand we carry is elk which is uh they're based out of australia they're a women's line and they've been sustainable for 30-ish years i believe 20 to 30 wow. years um and you know they produce in china so they're not saying you have to produce you know in certain countries to be sustainable they have factories in china that are very closely monitored they're sustainable factories you know they're they're be certified which means all of the good things are happening um so yeah it's just being mindful too about like what you're buying and where you like where you're buying it from so we should buy all of our goods from good neighbor because yeah. you guys have so many great products <laughs> um yes please but really and, and we can even we can guide you too and if it's something you know we're, we're not perfect like we're working on brands every day and figuring out the best um path for us because it is a price point thing too yeah. you know asking someone to pay a hundred dollars for a sweater isn't necessarily the easiest thing in the city. For some people, it's not a problem, but for others, it, it is a problem. Um, so it's really finding that balance. I love that. Speaking of guidance, um, I cannot believe that we are already talking spring and summer. Um, I've noticed all of the storefronts are changing downtown to spring and summer clothes. So um, need to know, what are the hot trends? What can we expect? Yes. What are our must-haves? <laughs> What's like that one item that needs to be in your wardrobe for spring and summer? Yes. So we, so we're obsessed with our brands. I mean, there's, there's, I, I love every brand of the, all of my employees. We love all the brands we have. And what we're seeing a lot of, um, from La Casa, I talked about them a little bit earlier, um, is a matching set. So, Pants, Ooh. top, or jacket, same fabric, same color, that monochromatic look. Um, and I I mean, that was that was big for fall, and I think it's just going to continue to get bigger as a matching Love set. Because then you can pair it with other items. So you buy, you know, we have, we have like a cream jacket and cream pants now that match, but you can wear a cream jacket with anything. Totally. And cream you jacket can with wear some denim cream, and a cute yeah. top underneath, yep. print, non-print. Yep. That's great. Yes. Yeah. So we're big. We're big on matching sets. We're always big on denim and just kind of like the fresh Levi's, you know, that that vintage look, um, which can also, you know, translate season to season. So I think that's our biggest like one of our biggest things, too, is having product you can wear season to season um, and not just solely you know, for two or three months out of the year, you know. So we do have summer dresses, but a lot of them you can throw um, a turtleneck under or a cardigan over and different things like that. So we like trends, and I like I like to get into trends, like with color and print. But as far as styling go, just really having those classics that you can wear all the time and figure out how to just keep re-wearing. I think I need to be better about that <laughs> because I'll look at something and think I need to have it. And then I wear it once or twice. I'm like, what do I wear this with again? Like, it would have been so great to have pieces that are usable mm -hmm. for multiple different seasons and can be paired with other items that I already have. Yes. Yes, totally. And that's 
that's like our message to our customer too, especially, you know, there's a lot of young professionals downtown. They might not have the budget for certain things. And it is, it's getting people to kind of understand that like, well, these jeans might be $98, but if you love them and you're going to wear them for the next five years, you know, have at it. Um, so yeah, it's really getting people to that mindset too, just getting them to think how many times or how many different ways they can wear an item. Totally. I 100% get that. Um, guilty is charged yes, for we'll fast you. fashions. I'm coming to you guys. I need you to revamp my wardrobe and help me. So, um, yes. and you guys have an incredible team that is always on hand to help um, and kind of guide you to some of those staple pieces that one might need in their wardrobe. So, yes, we're always ready, we're always willing. I have a great staff that really can help you with anything. I love that. Yeah. So a little birdie told me that Good Neighbor is expanding. Can you give us the details? Yes. <laughs> um, the details are coming fast. So we open um, this fall in October um, in downtown Indianapolis. That's so So exciting. keeping it in the Midwest. Love it. Yes. Um, we're a part of a larger complex called the Bottle Works. Um, so it's a large lifestyle complex based downtown Indianapolis, um, and we'll be one of the retailers. That's so exciting. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. I love hearing success stories. We'll definitely be following your journey. Um, and are you guys going to have a lot of the same product? Um, I'm sure you're going to be sourcing some local uh, makers in Indianapolis. Yes, so. definitely. We'll have a lot of the same, but also... You know, things from the city, the state itself. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to do our best to find the best of the best there. All right, so enough about the store. Let's talk more about you and some of your favorite things. Are you working on any fun projects outside of Good Neighbor right now? Oh, let me think about that. Um, well, the indie store and a little bit of a condo update. Um, I live in Hyde Park, which is... Uh, over near Eastern Market um, in a condo that was built in the 60s um, and it had the original owner so that yeah yeah so you guys that, are rehabbing yeah a little bit it's not like a mate it's it's inside it's aesthetics new kitchen things like that so finding time to figure that out that's so exciting yeah. what a fun project to work on and this isn't your first like renovation project in the city because you and your husband also purchased a house in yeah. what neighborhood? I, I can't remember what neighborhood yeah, we it was. Used, but. Uh, we were in Sherwood Forest, the big historic district, um, Livernois and Seven Mile. Love that. So we were there for a couple of years. We got married in that ba backyard. It's a big, beautiful house. Um, love it to death till this day. Just really wanted to be, you know, closer to the store and an easier commute um, and not have to really get on the highway to have to get here. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. So... Detroit's neighborhoods and the communities are so special. Do you have any neighborhoods in Detroit that you just ooh and ah over because they have such a charming feel? Do you have any favorites? Yeah, I mean, I kind of love it all. We have our favorites in each neighborhood. So we've been near Eastern Market for about four months now, um, living there now. So like, Coffee there is amazing. I love Jermac. Um, so Pino's good. is probably the best pizza I've ever had in my entire life, including being in Italy. Um, wow. I, I know. Hey, it's a bit, it, it, I know. 
It I is know. so good. It's so good. There's nothing like a slice of Sapino's pizza. Yeah. yeah. And the ambiance is just so cozy and yeah. charming. And yeah. It's every, it, it's the best. So yeah. those are your two go-to spots. Those, you- yeah. I mean, we love going to Southwest too. El Asador is probably the best restaurant in the city. Oh my gosh. I know. And a lot of people don't know about El Asador. So do you want to tell everybody a little bit about it? Because it's so yes. unique. It's a Mexican steakhouse. So it's, I think at lunch you can get like your tacos and your things like that. But at dinner, I think you can only get like a seafood or shrimp taco. So it's not like tons and tons of tacos and plates like that. It's like steaks. And I mean, you can get fajitas. But they have the best poblano soup. Have you ever had that? No, I haven't. Ugh. It's like potatoy, poblanoy. It's so delicious. I'm so hungry. <laughs> that sounds delicious. It's the best. It's truly the best. And it's such an unassuming location mm-hmm. too. And I, it is one of those like off the radar. Yep. You kind of hear about it through word of mouth. And uh, it's BYOB, which I what? thought my husband was like pulling my arm when he said that. He's like, it's BYOB. We're just going to bring this bottle of wine. I'm like, you can't bring wine into restaurants. It's like, no, this is a place you can do that. <laughs> all sure right, can. let's go for it. So, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And all the new stuff is amazing. Tokoy, Selden, I mean, I guess it's not that new anymore, but I mean, I could go to Tokoy to, to any day of the week and be a very happy person. <laughs> Agree. And their happy hour is yeah. Um, dot com. Yeah. So um, these are all really great spots. And Carly, I've had so much fun getting to know you and hearing about your story. Thanks so much for being a great resource for fabulous clothing and accessories. And best of luck on the expansion. Thank you. We're so excited to follow your journey. <laughs> we love a good Midwestern success stories. So, um, but before we jump off of this thing, EXP is so excited to partner with you guys for an exclusive giveaway. Carly, can you tell our listeners how they can learn more about this? Yes. Um, you can follow along at Shop Good Neighbor um, on Instagram, and we will keep you posted on uh, the big giveaway and all the other amazing things we're up to. It's going to be so fun. I'm yeah. really excited. So for more information on Good Neighbor, check them out at shopgoodneighbor.com or you can get the full experience at their store located at 1435 Farmer Street, just behind the Shinola Hotel. That's a wrap, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of EXPDET. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you want to keep your finger on the pulse and read more about the amazing people shaping our favorite city, Check us out at expdet.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook.